Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all? To feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1611, What It Feels Like to Always Travel by Tynan of tynan.com and your narrator, Justin Mollick, reading you blogs every single day of the year to help you live a more meaningful life. The show covers self-help or personal development, productivity, motivation, inspiration, and a lot more. And I'll keep this intro short, so let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. What it feels like to always travel by Tynan of Tynan.com. For the past few years, I've been in a state of near constant motion. I was in Budapest for five weeks straight last month, and that was by far the longest I'd been in one place in years. This lifestyle now feels totally normal to me, so I thought it might be interesting to share what it feels like to live such a life, both good and bad. Maybe the best part of moving around constantly is that I have a presence in different cities around the world. I have friend groups in Vegas, San Francisco, New York, Tokyo, and Budapest. In any of these places, I can land and immediately feel at home, navigating by memory, calling up friends, going to favorite restaurants, etc. Because I go to all of these places with relative frequency, I'm generally never gone for too long. So although I don't get to see all my friends every week like I'd like to, I generally see them every one to three months, longer for Tokyo. If you call these five places my homes, you could say that I have five half homes rather than one full home. In other words, it feels like the sum of these partial residences is greater than one residence in terms of connection with friends, getting to know a city, etc. There are very few slow or boring weeks because every week follows a template of, I'm in Budapest, I need to do all of my favorite things and see all my friends. The downside to this, of course, is that I don't have any one 100% home. That means that I don't get regular casual contact with any of my friends and I definitely feel the downsides of that. This manifests in dating as well, especially because those new relationships are so fragile. Often I'll have a great first date, leave for a month or two, and return to find she's dating someone else or the momentum has slowed. I'm very fortunate that most of my friends travel a lot as well. Some move constantly like I do, others every month or two. That means that I have a lot of amazing travel adventures with my friends. I haven't been to San Francisco in almost three months, but I saw several of my closest SF friends in Paris and Budapest a few weeks ago. During my six weeks in Budapest, I had eight friends visit, three just by pure chance. While I definitely miss out on a certain depth in relationships afforded by living in constant proximity, I gain depth from sharing unique experiences around the world with them. I feel a much greater connectedness to the rest of the world. In a visceral sense, I understand the European experience, Japanese experience, New Yorker experience, etc. Even spending time in the island connects me to a more rural and self-sufficient lifestyle. 
Again, I obviously don't get 100% immersion and understanding in any of those, but I do get a lot. I believe that it is incredibly valuable to have experiences others don't have, and that one of the best ways to get that is not by having experiences others don't have, but to have combinations of them that others don't have. I like having a unique perspective to share, and I like it when others have the same. Eventually, flying and airports and all of that just become a background part of life. Many people commute for two hours or more a day by car to work, which is probably a bit more than I spend on planes on average. Much like that daily commute doesn't feel so bad after a while, neither does flying. I actually love flying at this point because I've adapted to it. I'm flying as I write this, in fact. It's a good time to work, to think, or to look out the window at the world and marvel. You also learn a lot of tricks and get a lot of the perks that make flying more pleasant. I spend time in airport lounges eating free meals and getting work done, can skip various immigration lines in several different countries, and get upgraded seats on some airlines. I know what the best restaurants are at a bunch of airports and how to easily get to the city from many of them. So while traveling can seem like a big hassle and a little bit intimidating, once it's part of your average week, it becomes second nature and very pleasant. The barrier to take new trips becomes very low because there's an internal assumption that I'll be traveling to somewhere anyway. So if a friend says, hey, a bunch of us are gonna be in Tokyo next month, I'm likely to pop over too. Once I woke up and saw that I could get free concert tickets in Vegas, so I booked a flight and went there for 24 hours. This is made much easier by frequent flyer miles, which tend to be a comparatively excellent value for last minute bookings. When you travel a lot and play the credit card game, you have hundreds of thousands of points with which to make plans. Sometimes I forget about major international trips and remember, oh yeah, I'm going to Hong Kong tomorrow. Seasons blur together and it becomes hard to remember what season it is or when something happened. With no natural cycles, you can't think in terms of last summer, or at least I can't. I never know when anything happened and I'm often off by six to 12 months on my guesses. Switching time zones becomes very easy. I don't know if all of my strategies work or if my brain has just given up on keeping a constant cycle, but I've been through North America, Europe, and Japan within the same week many times and instantly adapted to the local time. Work is harder when you travel. There are some benefits like distraction-free plane time, but the switching costs of going to new places definitely take their toll. I'm currently experimenting with more permanent worldwide home bases to combat this, but the jury is out so far. On the other hand, it does force you to develop good work habits because you need to be productive in a variety of environments. Last, the world feels like a much smaller and more cohesive place. With constant exposure to all sorts of different cultures, you appreciate the differences, but also recognize the similarities. Even across adversarial lines drawn by politicians, Russia, China, you find that the people disregard those artificial divisions and are generally just interested in connecting on a human level. Being a constant traveler confers all sorts of benefits that I don't think you can get any other way, but it comes with its costs as well. Whether it's right for you or even for me is up for debate. If you haven't given it a try, maybe this post will bring you a little clarity on whether or not it's a lifestyle you ought to explore. You just listened to the post titled What It Feels Like to Always Travel by Tynan of Tynan.com. We've heard from a lot of amazing people on this podcast, but if you're like me, you wanna go deeper. So where can you go to learn from the most remarkable people? That's Masterclass. Masterclass offers unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with over 180 world-class instructors, plus every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. 
There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like John Kabat-Zinn's. He's a mindfulness expert who teaches you how to incorporate meditation into your everyday life. I've loved his class. It's really helped me to hone my meditation skills, especially when I'm out and experience stressful situations and don't have the time or space to have a proper meditation session. I feel that thanks to his class, I've really been able to stay more composed no matter what's happening. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com old. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com old. Masterclass.com old. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The timing of this one is a bit strange considering what the world is going through, but a good time for reflection, I think. If you travel a lot, chances are that's probably slowed down for you recently if you're listening to this in real time. That's May of 2020. And that could give you a chance to reevaluate if that's the life for you in the future. And if traveling less now is actually something you might want more of going forward. Or if you rarely travel, maybe this article will give you inspiration to try it once things settle down in the world or maybe it just confirms what you already know. In any case, I think as most of us are staying home more now, it's a good time to think about how we imagine our futures. But I'll leave it there for today. Have a great day, great weekend if you're listening in real time, and I'll see you tomorrow as usual, where your optimal life awaits.